Okay, so in today's daf, we fin- we'll, this is the final daf of Masech Masrot, so this is daf Chaf Vav. And we went to Shubal Bechi, went to Patsash Rachba, we went to Kilakim, and that was, if you recall, that was the last one we're talking about, whether they were really square or not square, or do you find anything in nature that is square? So I'll just read Rebchaim, in other words, Mishum She'elu Einam Ba'im Ela Menachutz Laretz. Velo Gazer Masa Ela Peru Chutz Laretz Baritz Yisrael. Elo Sheshen Ketzer Batar Eretz Yisrael. So again, that was the, the list that we mentioned in the Mishnah, Well, those things when Aslam come from Chutz Laretz. And now we're finally moving on to the next one. And this is Adashim Mitzriot. What are these, what's unique about these Adashim Mitzriot additional lentils? What's unique about them that we know for certain that nothing like them grow like that in Eretz Yisrael? So it says, Kol galgalehem chadim. That's when they're galgalehem, or all Adashim lentils around. What does it mean that they're the galgalehem chadim, that they're sharp? That means that when they, if you like, when they come to it, when they taper off, they come to a sharp edge. It's not a rounded edge. That's what's unique about these lentils. They've sort of got a sharp edge. Rabbi Shimogamia says, no, kol lahem That's, we're talking about a type of a lentil that there's no mixed in with any little pebbles. They're, ma- they're naki. They're completely clean, as, as opposed, and that's, again, what is, it is distinct about these lentils. So, ilu, so elahem hakrikas, that was another one we mentioned in Mishnah, kol shoktsehem meutin. So, oktsehem, the oktz, as we know, is a stem of a vegetable. But that's when they are me'utim. Now, there's two ways to understand what me'utim is. One is, and let's just finish the thing, but the hilketehem merubim. So what is uktsehem me'utim, the hilketehem merubim? According to Marful, that means that the oktets is dak, is fine. And therefore, lefichach tirchat likitatam merubim. So hilketehem, he's referring to the lekita, the actual collection of it. Merubim means it is, it is difficult to do. However, the Rosh says, no, the uktseim me'utim means it's not thin, but it's short. And the halkateim is the, like a yalkut. Yalkut, we normally say, is like a satchel. So what's a satchel of such a vegetable? It's talking about like the pods. So their pods are long. That's, again, the unique distinction, distinguishing feature of the hakrikas. So mami damili, what's that similar to? So amrad yossi kagon ilin kunaita. Now, what are kunaita? Again, mar- different explanations. Marafulda says this type of kruv, whereas mar- the Rosh said, kruv being of cabbage, and the Rosh Cerulis is this type of kitnu, type of legume. Uh, let's continue. And we said, vinil kachim mikol adam, you can purchase from anyone during Shemitah. So now, the um, Rabbi Yirmiz asked the following question. Bayi. So Rabbi Yirmiz, Bayi, karakamin mahu shiye muturin mishum spichim. So karakamin. So the Marafulda says it's karakom ye'ari, so like a forest type of karakom is saffron generally. Uh, where it, whereas the um, the Rosh Cerulio says nirashum means shazorino tokumoshazrin zera pishtan. It's like a type of seed that you grow like pishtan. In other words, meant to make some sort of natural fabric out of it, or, or fiber, I should say, natural fiber to make some materials from it. In any event, what's the question? What's behind this question? What? How have you defined it? So here we're going to have a look at the the Reb Chaim. He says karakamim lam ochelhu. So karakam is not considered food. It doesn't have shviyah at all. The question is, despite the fact it's not food, do we make gzerah svichim on these, on this, whatever this plant is? Because maybe the gzerah of shvichim, this is to understand it, it's a gzerah, we discussed where it's the writer of gzerah in the past. Maybe the gzerah shvichim applies to anything that we're concerned someone might plant. In other words, is a gzerah svichim, it's funny that we're talking about this now in Master when this shit was way behind us, but is a gzerah svichim like food that people might plant? Or is it anything that someone might plant? 
And this is not really edible, but people might plant it. So therefore, because we talked about zero negina, this is uh, towards the end of the Mishnah. This is the case of Zera Lufa Elyon, Zera Kreshim, Zera Betzalim, Zera Lefet, Snodot, etc. That we said, they're not Nechalim, and Ptum in a Maspanet, This was the second part of the, like the end of the Mishnah. There were two parts towards the end of the Mishnah. First section was those, those items that are purchased that only come from Mutzlar. So you've got to have to worry about Shemit, you don't have to worry about Trumas and Maestro. The second part of the Mishnah, towards the end of it now, is, was those items that are Zero Negina, that they themselves are not edible. Okay, and we mentioned those things that they're pturim in a and You can purchase from anybody. So, because of that, since we mentioned zero it sounds like you're not concerned that my they're time. And now the question is in our Mishnah: Is the reason mishum she'enam ochel that they're not food That's why they made the zera of svichim for those things mentioned in Mishnah. Or dilma time mishum destama enam nishmarim. Or maybe those things, people that don't just minastam, not mishuma. People don't uh, bother planting them. They have the journey mafkirim, therefore logazrubah. In other words, so I'll just say it again outside so it's clear. We listened to certain things towards the end of the Mishnah that said you don't have to worry about shmita for them. They were the zero nagina. Now, zero nagina we know are not edible. So the question is, is it, is it because that they're not edible? Is that the critical piece here why we say that we don't have to worry about mishum svichim? You can buy from anyone during shmita. Or is you can buy from anyone during shmita? Because they're like the pre, like they're basically hefker. People are people generally mafkir them. We're not worried about people putting fences around them and guarding these things during shmiti and violating that problem. Now the nafkimin would be. It sounds like this uh, vegetable, this karkimin, where that because that's something that's not edible. Now the question is, does is it does exert apply to that or not? Okay. Okay, so hey, Rav Tanchum Bar Yirmiya, Vatanin and Hachshur Al Shvit Enochim Emena Pishta Mepilu Saruk. But we said one second. If someone suspected of violating the prohibition of shmita, you cannot purchase from them pishtan pishtan is flak, even if it's combed. Now we're not talking about as a reprocess. We talked about that back in sechta shvit that if it's returned into a garment, there's no problem. But we're talking about in its combed state. So you've got pishtan, it's combed out, even combed out pishtan, you're not allowed to purchase from someone who's chachur on shvit. So it says pishtan love kisminhu, but pishtan is not something that you eat. Pishtin is just like it's a, a fibrous uh, material. It's, it's basically st- stalks or sticks. And nonetheless, it says you cannot purchase it. So it sounds like the Havamin at this stage is Mishum what? Mishum Svichin. Because Gzer Svichin applied to Pishta, even though it's not edible. So it says, no, Amrav No, the reason why Gzer Svichin applies, the assumption is it's because of Svichin here, Gzer Svichin applies to, to Pishta is because of the Zera. And the Zera itself is edible. So he says, okay, that still doesn't make sense. Ramana Amar Imib Nezara Vatanin, if it's because of the seed, they're saying you cannot purchase it from. But one second. It says, if someone's chashud, to what? To sell truma, but under the guise that it's chulin. He, he's misleading his customers. He's chashud to sell people truma. So, you can't purchase from even Maima Melach, even water or salt. Now, can you say there's. There's no truma applies. There's no zera component of water or salt. So you can't say, oh, it's because of svichim or because of something. No. So, so, lo mishum knas, afacha mishum knas. So in other words, it's got nothing to do with the isur svichim. So let's go step by step first. By truma, it's clearly the reason why you can't purchase water and salt from this person who's chashur on truma is because of a knas. Chachamim says, 
You're someone who's suspected you've got a tra- you've got a bad history of selling truma. We don't let you, anyone buy anything of you. So so too here, someone who's chashul al the reason why you can't buy flax from him, pishtan from him, is not because of gershvichim. It's because he's chashul al is because he's suspected of being a, of being like dodgy with the laws of Shemitah. So therefore, it's exactly, you can't buy anything from him, just like you wouldn't be able to buy water or salt. Well, it sounds like from someone who's chashul on truma. So therefore, we, you can't bring a proof from the case of Pishtan of whether the gzeret of Svichim applies to Karakamin. So again, just so we don't lose track. The question is, Karakamin themselves is not it's something that's not edible. People do grow it, according to the Rosh Sulio, to say, um, to make some sort of fibrous material. But the, and the question is, does Xerot Tzvichim apply to it or not? And we don't have a clear proof because it's not edible. We don't know if Xerot Tzvichim only applies to things that are edible or not. So therefore, um, uh, so therefore, we, and we don't have a proof from Pishtim. Okay, let's continue. Menachem bar Mabsima, achoi di Yonatan Kippah. So Menachem bar Basima, who's the brother of Yonatan Kippah, said in the Shem Rav Ami, Pishtan nilchachim michol adam You can purchase Pishtan from anyone. Well, we just said you cannot purchase from anyone, but that's not true. That's only if you don't know the track history of this individual. A random person on the street, you don't know if he's chashud or not, you can purchase Pishtan from him. Meaning, if you know, or if you know clearly, if you know he's, he's a dodgy individual, we say it's Asur, based on the Xero we've already explained. Now, next case. Zoga, that's his name. Craver, the relative de Rabbi Bar Bazav the Beshem Rav Abba, who said the Rabbi Bahu, Bikia. So Bikia, um, the, the just translation is being vetches. So um, according to the which fits to the parish of Marfulda, it says it's a min yerek vazaro nechal. It's type of vegetable. The seed is not edible. We've said vetches anyway is normal like an animal food of some sort. We've said in the past as a classic classic case. However, it sounds like according to the Rosh Srilio, it's a type of dye. Okay, in any event, the Gemara says that, or this is a statement, really a name of Rebbe Abahu, that this you could purchase Mikol Adam Shvi, you can purchase from anyone during Shemitah. There's no problem. So Amar Rebbe Yossi, Matnita, you have to insert the word Lo here, like the Gra does, Lo Amraken. You see, we've got a, a brighter that seems to, or our Mishnah, sorry, seems to contradict that. It's a, really the brighter that follows the Mishnah. He says, first we say, Zera Lofelion, this is from our, directly from our Mishnah. This is the Zera Lofelion, this is the, um, the upper seeds of a, this type of uh, onion. Zera Kreshim, um, this is the seeds of uh, Kreshim, leek. Zera Betzalim is onion, Zera of, of Lefet, Snonot, or Sharazer and Ginosh, Enanachalim, all these seeds that, that are not edible, that can be purchased from anyone. We also, we add to that list, Vataniala, Zera Istis, Vizera Kotza, Vizera Bikya. Now, Istis and Kotza, we know types of dyes, like matter and wood, I think it is. Vizera Bikya is our case in point. Okay? Now, there it says, you could purchase a Zera, the Zera itself. How Bikya Atzma, the fact that it talks about only the seed you can purchase, much more what the, the vegetable, whatever this, uh, this thing is, this Yarek itself, you wouldn't be able to purchase it. Okay, so how what how is this seems to contradict Rabbi Abba that says Bikya Niklecha Mikolad Amishvis? So he says Dilma Delo It Amrat Ella B'Sheini Yadu Yodea Im Chashud or Imen Chashud. No, maybe what Rabbi Rabbi Abba was saying is when you can buy, purchase this Bikya from anybody, that's if you don't know what is a stam individual. Hadavar Bria Bria Shu Chashud Asur. But if you know is suspected, that must be what this uh, what the writer was referring to. Then it would be the Bria Shu Chashud that would be Asur. Okay. However, we have a problem with that 
because it seems to differentiate, according to that, it seems to differentiate now between whether it's chashud or not chashud. And the only difference when it comes to this bikya is that if it's chashud, you can buy the seed. But we said if someone's chashud, you can't buy anything from them. Didn't we? We said we even pished and you can't. So this seems to be a little bit of a difficulty. So I'm going to read you now Reb Chaim inside. It says, Dilma lo amareivahu ela bestama amaaretz Therefore, our mission is to purchase anyone, even when somebody is suspected. Even the zera, even the seed of this big, uh, this big year, you'll be able to purchase. Bichlal uh, uh, is concluded. That's the conclusion of the command. That you can't purchase from someone who's suspected. And even though this is the kasha we had. Despite the fact we saw previously up above that even something that there's no concern of svichim, like we said the pishtan, we said that still if it's chashud, you cannot purchase it from a mishum knas. So therefore, how do we understand our mishnah that seemed to imply that even if it's chashud, you could purchase certain things from them? So it must be yesh lefaresh maniti nilkachi mina chashud bidiyeved. It must be that you bought it from someone who's chashud, and it's after the fact, can I now have it? In other words, you can't even buy these seeds from someone who is chashud. However, let's say you bought it, and then you discover this guy was chashud, or you didn't know this din that he's not allowed to purchase from someone who's chashud. Shim Khan, if you purchase it, then they are mutarim. They are mutar because the only issue is the knas component and not the isur svichim. Okay? Now, zera luf ha'elion, we talked about the upper seeds of this, uh, this species of onion. So, kenim anitin zera ha'silion shaluf. So, you can see the word elion and silion, all we've done is change the ayin to a samech. So, it sounds like is that we're talking about not just any old luf, but a specific, this wild variety of luf that we're talking about in the Mishnah. So, the Gemara qualifies or restricts the discussion in the Mishnah, what type of luf we're talking about, what was supposed to say, the seed of which of a specific luf. Okay, let's continue. Then we said, You recall that if you take this zera, this is the Mishnah, that um, if you, it says, If you take these seeds from the example we use with some radish, that the radish itself was truma. And how do you get to a radish seeds from a, from a, for, for seeds from a radish that's truma? We said that if you picked it up for achila, and you, and you do the hafrasha, and it would end up being truma. And then you change your mind, you know what, I'm going to replant it to make it make seeds. Which says, if you take those seeds and replant them, what's going to happen? That which grows is not considered truma. Because we said, that since it's not considered okhel, it's not, the seeds themselves aren't edible. That's what we said in our Mishnah. So now the Gemara says as follows, Chad ita, well, that should probably be itata. Meaning there's one woman, Havale yar, sorry, yarbuzin. So yarbuzin seems, uh, it's a discussion exactly what yarbuzin is. Uh, Jastro translates as a strawberry blight. Okay, uh, whatever that is. Pnei Moishe says um, asparagus, right? Asparagus, yeah. But sometimes, right. so Jastro yes. also says if you look up strawberry, some say it's asparagus. But again, what's important with this? I'll, I'll, I'll if you read Rambam, it says Uvdu beishu shayala yarbuzin who min yarek shel truma bekupa vanafulula lasadavet simchu. And but what happened was she had it in her. Kafta. So here, different expression what kafta is, but, but Rechaim says talking about a kupa, like a box. The box falls over, spilled into the gina, and it started growing. But some, okay, we're assuming, importantly, we have to assume that we're talking about these zeronim, as zeronim, they're not considered ro'ula achila. So that, that way it parallels our Mishnah, I think. So at the Kameh, the Rabbi Yochanan, Bashara. So the Uvda, the incident came from Rabbi Yochanan, he said that which grows is fine. Meaning we don't treat it like Yidlai Truma, and have to treat it like Truma. But one second. 
Why, why do we even need you, Kilo? It's like this is a Mufrosh Mishnah. That despite the fact that the Avihem, that which came from is Truma, that which grows can be considered Mutar. And our Mishnah is talking about Zero Negina, those garden variety seeds that are not, that are not edible, Eno Nachalim. And you can see from our Mishnah that, you know, that's where the din comes from. So Amar Lei Bavlai, speak to this in Babylonian, Min Galita Lechaspa. After I pulled off this chaspa, and chaspa literally means cheres, like like some some cheres, eshkach marad genita, and atamar v'lav manetihi. In other words, this is this is an expression you see a lot. That it were not for the fact that I did the hard work, you wouldn't have come up with this gem. So literally, had I not pulled off this this cheres, you wouldn't have discovered this gem pearl underneath it. Now, where does this expression come from? So Reb Chaim says, bekarke itayam, in the on the bottom of the ocean, yesh avanim. There are some stones rechovot that are wide. And they look like a cheres, look like a pottery. Underneath you'll find some gems or, if you like, pearls. Right? So that's the expression. It's like, had I not gone and lifted up, you wouldn't have found that gem. And had I, had I not done the hard work, you wouldn't have come out with a chiddush. Or that, that you wouldn't have been able to identify, identify that, that that's the klal the Mishnah set up, of which we can apply the halakha in this particular case. What's interesting, Rosh Cirillo says, he says, Derech hamar gliot. I think pearl divers, it sounds like, entire some sort of shells. It sounds like clam shells, no? Shukrim kungash, balaz, by klipot, and these klipot, these shells, that's what's referred to as being chaspa. It sounds like had I not opened up the clam shell for you, you wouldn't have found out, you wouldn't have discovered this uh, beautiful pearl. Okay? So that's the that's expression. And I'm sure you've seen the expression before, galita la chaspa, eshka chama galita. And now you've got a little bit more background in terms of where it, uh, where it comes from. We begin Mesechta Maso Sheni tomorrow. We're told there that they must come from Kul. Yes. So I, I, I saw it was a bit unclear in the beginning of this year. Um, it's not, sorry? Go ahead. Yeah, no, it sounded like that, there were, there were that, that limited list we brought in our Mishnah was discussing those things that are exclusively grown in Chutzaretz, and if they're here in Israel, they don't grow anything like it. That's why yeah. they can, that's what, what, what does it mean exclusively grown in Chutzaretz? Well, they didn't grow anything like in Eretz Israel, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are certain fruit, I don't know about nowadays, I'm assuming there's certain fruit that don't grow in Eretz Israel, right? Do they grow, I don't know. I've got no idea of agriculture in Israel. But like you can imagine, if there are certain fruits that, that don't grow in Israel, they've not grown any farms or anything or on kibbutzim or anything, and they came, you wouldn't, like, it's clear that it's not, uh, you don't have to worry about Trumas and Masra because it's just don't grow in Israel. That's like, that's, 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 it just seems that. to me that there, there, that there probably is not such a thing, there are probably not such a thing as a vegetable that would grow in Egypt that the climate and the soil here would Oh, you're saying grow. why it was the case? I don't know. No, I'm, saying, I'm saying, you know, if how do I know that somebody's not going to take Adashim Mitzrim and grow a crop of them? I don't know. Maybe they had pack of protection around it and some sort of legal binds across imports and taxes. I have no idea. But it seemed to me that Lamesa, that's what it was like at the time of the Mishnah, that there was Egyptian being, that, that it was clearly those lentils were only found there and it weren't grown in Israel. I'm not sure if it was climate. I'm not sure if they, uh, I don't know. Maybe. But you said, but Matthias could change in that regard. Presumably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the principle we set up in animation. Very good, thank you. All right. Go ahead.